This very special bonus episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore is brought to you by our generous listener supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you appreciate what we do and would like to join them, go to dollamore.com slash PayPal or dollamore.com slash Patreon. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening to this third bonus call-in episode of your listener-supported, listener-produced I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dollamore. And sitting across from me, my lovely and talented and scholarly partner in crime, Brittany Page. So we're doing a call-in show. Call-in show. Where we sit around and wait for people to call us and chat with us. Usually we don't have to wait too long. We don't have to wait too long, but there is some waiting involved. I think there's also an element of people being a little fucking freaked out Well, to talk to us because they think it's like a live. It's not live. It's still, you're talking to us live, but it's edited. Yeah, I think that's a good point to make and something Thank that- Thank you, Brittany Page. Did you hear that, everyone? Well, let's not get too excited. That was a good point. <laughs> Let's not get too excited. <laughs> uh, um, but it is edited. Yeah, it's edited. and <laughs> Getting you back on track. Yeah, I think people probably don't know that. So that's an important point to address. Because we do that with people that we interview, too. We have to tell them, listen, yeah. this isn't live. Because we don't want people thinking that when we call them on Skype and they answer... Hey, you're on the morning radio, you know. That happens all the time. We'll call a professor or whoever, and they're like into interview mode. Yeah. And they get a little thrown that I'm like, hey, hey, we appreciate you doing the show. And we're yeah. getting a, here's the here's the rundown. And they're like, are we are we on? Is yeah. this happening? And I'm like, no, calm down. Well, that used to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we, now when I reach yeah. out to people, I say, <laughs> Uh, it's not live. I've pu- I've put in all the necessary instructions to <laughs> alleviate the suffering. Brittany is the explainer. Yes, I, I have am become. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's. This is going to be a good time, like it always is. Um, <laughs> we, I, I, well, I mean, it always is. We'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, it could be a fucking train wreck. We could have people call in and and uh, you know what I'd really love is people to call in and be dissenters. Yeah. But so far, no go. I would love for people to call in and challenge. Mm. But, you know. Anyway, we'll wait around here. We'll tinker around. There will be some editing cuz there's going to be some dead spots, but hopefully we can cover up for that. And uh let's just jump into this and see what lands. This is Brittany and Jesse. Where are you from, and who is this? Uh, this is Esmond Gomez from the city of from California. All right. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm just uh, I was looking at some of your things on Twitter there, and I started to think of uh, the uh, president. And I got a weird combination here that uh, on the House of Cards, the president uh, started a war in order to uh, take away from his scandals. 
or uh, attention from a scandal. And it's just, I hope this guy isn't stupid enough to do something like that. <laughs> is that what happened on House of Cards? That's where the show went? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, he's... Yeah, that's he's... Uh, on one part of it, the president just, let's start a war, you know, to take attention away from a scandal. And know? so... And I'm, I'm hoping this is not going to happen. So there... Donald Trump is following Kevin Spacey's lead, is what you're saying? Uh, I'm hoping that's not happening. <laughs> but it's just really weird. There was a movie in the... Really? There was a movie in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, called Wag the Dog. And this has long been a concern of people relative to their presidents. In, in, uh, in the 90s, when Clinton was president, they, there was all kinds of conservatives who came out against him because he, and I believe also that he was distracting from his, his scandals, but he bombed like an aspirin factory in Afghanistan. And it made him look presidential, and oh, he took action. And it did. It distracted from his, his scandals at the time. And I... Although yeah. I I want to be positive, <laughs> I want to be positive about it. I wouldn't put it past Donald Trump to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've, I've heard of that that reasoning before, where they just his uh, people that you know, advisors tell him, "Hey, won't you do this?" You know, I can imagine that happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he also said in a in a room full of reporters. Uh, taking a picture, you know what this represents? Maybe it's the calm before the storm. And they asked him, "What? What? What does that mean?" And he said, "You'll find out." So he's <laughs> he's doing his reality show host thing, right. but he's the president, and this isn't a reality show. And we don't need to build tension in order to get an audience up. We're paying attention. Please don't get us killed. Well, he's not. He's not goddamn Ryan Seacrest. It's not. You'll find out right after these messages. He's he's the president of the United States, you know. Yeah, this is real life. It's not, you know what I'm saying? I mean, nuclear. I mean, no one wants to see that. No. I hope. No, <laughs> no one. All right. Well, listen, um, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. Thank, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So we should have had a spoiler alert. For for what? Wag the dog? For <laughs> uh, no. a movie from the nineties? <laughs> no. For House of Cards. Oh, House of Cards. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I I think maybe there's people out there that haven't watched it and or are in the process of watching it and haven't gotten that far in the show. We abandoned the show, so we abandoned it pretty early yeah, on. Yeah, so we don't care, but there might be people that do. So sorry about that. Yeah. Well. It is concern, though. Yeah. Especially when you have a guy who really doesn't seem to have any concern, real concern for the country. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a problem. Yeah. Is it not? I mean, that's a concern. Like, oh, well, maybe this guy is going to do something wild because he's so concerned with his image. He's so concerned with his approval rating that he's willing to put American lives at risk in order to rehab it. Mm-hmm. it. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, I think just keeping us in the dark about what the plan is. Yes. Uh, I don't know why he thinks that is the best approach. but Or a reasonable or legitimate approach. Yeah, I think maybe he just doesn't want the commentary on his actions. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to act... Well, that's weird, too, because he doesn't even like the commentary after he does something. So, <laughs> well, is it, 
nobody's really, claiming he he's reasonable. He can't win here. <laughs> oh, it's so hard for poor him. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting sympathetic for Donald Trump? No, don't. <laughs> that is awesome. Do not go there. <laughs> Brittany Page, Donald Trump's biggest fan, everybody. Oh, God. Good times had by all. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's wait for the next call. <laughs> You're on with Jesse and Brittany. What is your name and where are you from? Hi, um, I'm Christina and I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hi. Christine, how are you? Hi. (laughs) How are you doing today? Good. This is Jesse Dollimore and Brittany. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe I actually got through. Sorry. I'm kind of in shock. No, it's good. Uh, What what do you want to talk about? Yeah. um, Well, Trump's a douche. Trump is. Uh, I'm very upset. (laughs) He is a douche. That is correct. um, Yes, for sure. I'm very upset about all that's going on in Puerto Rico. And being in Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, we have a lot of people who, um, of course, spew hate on Facebook. So I'm seeing a lot of uh, people on my Facebook page posting about how the the shooter in Las Vegas, you know, there was a double shooter and all the, like, just all the crazy stuff. It's all a conspiracy. Um, I'm just seeing a lot of that stuff. So it's very frustrating. Yeah, it's interesting to see people. I, I've been seeing other conspiracies uh, that he was paid to do it, and I, I always, right. I always wonder who paid him. Well, and not only that, was the plan who, for him to die? Yeah, who with accept, the payments? Who except <laughs> I'm going to be fucking rich, but I'm going to be dead and can't yeah, use the money. I, <laughs> logic, logic is not their friend. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't. They don't look past the conspiracy to be. Does it make any sense? Because it just doesn't. Yeah, I I actually unfollowed, didn't unfriend, but I unfollowed a few folks this weekend looking at if they a lot of people pose it and be like, oh, this is just really interesting. Not that I'm saying I believe it, but I want to propagate this fucking rumor. And I just nah, I unfollow people. I don't I don't need to see that kind of it's not creating an echo chamber. If I remove that kind of craziness out of my feed, you know? Right. Yeah. And <laughs> there's, um, it's just in this area, there's just so much of it. So it's actually kind of hard. Um, like the majority of my, my family members, you know, I mean, they're, they're Trump supporters and it's, it's very hard to be on the other side of it, especially when your echo chamber kind of is that. Have, have you engaged any of them and to see, like, what do they think the the end goal is? Because a lot of people like, oh, it's it's a false flag, so they can take away our guns. Yeah. What is the what's the reasoning that you're hearing? Um. Well, I mean, my my grandfather's a member of the NRA, and so is my father. Um. My they they just think that it's okay. So one. Um, argument that was used recently, which I thought was just absolutely ridiculous. They, they're using the argument that we need to have um, the guns in order to be able to fight a tyrannical government. Um, and they literally believe, like this one guy, like we got into an, well, actually my fiance got into an argument with this guy on Facebook about it. And he literally believes that if every member of the American populace was armed, they would be able to take on the military. That is... 
laughable and frankly <laughs> fucking hilarious. Are they also admitting something there though? Isn't the implication that Donald Trump is a tyrant and that he is <laughs> I mean, he's the one in charge, right? So if that's what they fear, they're fearing the government, uh tyrannical government. See, that's a right? That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, no, we didn't I think that in the same breath, they would probably turn that and say that, you know, because Donald Trump can do no wrong. Like, literally, my grandmother, she, I mean, she's been a, a diehard Republican for as long as I can remember. I think that there's more pictures of George W. Bush in her house than there are of me. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she, um, like, she just is obsessed with Trump. Like, she literally thinks he's almost like the second coming of God. Oh, God. She talks like Trump. She, like... Anything that that man does is just, it's, it's almost like it's biblical to them. And I don't understand because he says such awful things, but then they just, you know, say that, you know, he just tells it like it is and he's just a man's man and all of that bullshit. It just doesn't make any sense. He eats his pizza with the fucking knife and fork. He's not a man's man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, listen. Hang in there, Christine. Uh, we d I've got the same type of family, so I feel ya. I haven't been in my parents' house for many, many years, but I wouldn't doubt if there were pictures of Donald Trump. Oh, God. I, I don't know. I You know. It's, it's, <laughs> no. They were at the convention in Cleveland, the Republican convention. Yeah. And they very well could have gotten a, a picture or two with the orange-faced viewer. It's alarming. So... Listen, Christine, thank you for calling. We appreciate it very much. Yes, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you guys. I can't believe I got through. Thanks. You did. All right. Let me ask you this before we go. Uh, okay. When we, when, we con when we get in contact with listeners, whether it be on Patreon calls or email or whatever, we ask two questions. Uh, how you found the show and what keeps you around? Yeah, I actually, my... Um, me and my fiance actually listen to the show. Um, I listen to it very, very religiously. It's like what gets me through my work week. Um, so hashtag the episode is preferred. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I start, like we ran across one of your YouTube videos one day randomly. Um, yeah, the Tommy Lauren. Yeah, the Tommy Lauren YouTube video. And we watched that. And then I just did a Google search and found the podcast. And then we became obsessed with the podcast. And I started listening to, like, really old episodes, and it's been actually about a year, because I remember you guys talking about the Thanksgiving episode last year. Yeah. So it's been uh, probably over a year now. Well, that's happening again this year, since you're a religious listener. Yeah, we hope to hear from you. We would love for you to submit something. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. All right, well, tell your fiancé hi for us, and we appreciate you very much. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You guys, too. Bye. Thanks. So that's a lot of photos of George W. Bush then. <laughs> Is it like wallpaper? You, you think, think it's one for every year? <laughs> and then they, they show, you know, those are pictures of Obama. Yeah. Where it's it's young Obama. Yeah. Stark black hair. Mm -hmm. And then as it goes, it's like white, decrepit. It's like they dug him up. It's a corpse. <laughs> yeah. There's like George W. Bush bobbleheads and different memorabilia. All oh, about. yeah. yeah. You know how people have Coke? memorabilia yeah. everywhere like kitschy yeah, collections yeah. Mm -hmm. it's all the george w <laughs> it's a w collection yeah i need some photos of this i think um 
just because I'm I'm trying to compare reality with what my imagination is telling me. Look, I grew up in a very political household, and I how much memorabilia? No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember ever. Like we didn't even have a picture of Reagan mm, in the house. That's surprising. Yeah, we, it wasn't even that. So I think in the South, I think it's a little different. I think that people take it maybe a little, like she said. It's like religion for them. Yeah. I mean, she's been she's been uh, programmed so much. She even talks about listening to the show religiously. Yeah. That's in her vernacular. <laughs> so, and that's not bad. I'm just saying it's in of the South. Of course it's not bad. It's great. <laughs> yeah. In the South, it's a little different. Yeah. So, awesome though. Mm-hmm. Awesome that she was able to recognize... All of that for the insanity that it is. And I recommend just slowly swapping out the photos of George W. Bush with photos of yourself. Or, and just, or just drawing a mustache on him. No. Or maybe she, a, like a dick, a penis or something um, on him. Like right next to the smiling face. No? You know, whatever it is she's into. I, I don't want to pressure her. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever she might enjoy. If yeah. you enjoy drawing dicks, <laughs> is what Brittany says, yeah. then get on the dick drawing. Look, we'll send you a Sharpie if you need one. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. That's a good prank now. You're saying things. Or just, we'll send you some stickers. Yeah. And just slap a sticker right on his forehead. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Let's take this next call. You're on with Jesse and Brittany. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hey, Jesse and Brittany. This is Drew, your neighbor. Drew, <laughs> is this Ivy League-educated lawyer, Drew Levine? Oh, keep saying it, Jesse. You know, how that, you know the effect that has on me. Are you, are, you, are you right now jerking off into a potted plant like Harvey Weinstein? Oh. It's, well, it's, uh, uh, it's not potted. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. That, that poor is plant. Unhappy plant. That poor plant. Dying and wilting and hey, no. drenched in. No, 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 no. It's life giving. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, what's happening, brother? Oh, not too much. I'm just uh, having something of a lazy Saturday. Nice. My, uh, my dearest precious is off at a work event, so I'm here by myself. How sad. Any any yeah. any burning topic that you haven't already addressed on your many many Facebook discussion threads? Well, I mean, I'm sure nothing that I say is going to be completely original, but one of the things that I've been thinking about quite a bit is how we're starting to. I, I think what I've seen a lot of is that those of us on the left that are really critical of of the political environment that we're living in, we tend to sort of overstate the case when we find something to criticize and it it makes me very concerned when i see it give us an example uh so a good example is the u.n resolution i i posted about this but the u.n resolution where almost every media outlet is calling it uh, the u.s decided to uh, vote against a resolution that condemned the death penalty for lgbtq people um, the reason why I, I get concerned when I see stuff like that is because that I read that resolution. I went to the UN's web, website and read the resolution itself. Uh, the statement that they were asking the countries to make was a lot stronger, that had a lot more facets than just that. Um, 
And I, I think it's a reasonable interpretation that endorsing that resolution would have uh, sort of required the U.S. to at least ostensibly pledge itself to getting rid of the death penalty altogether. Hmm. Um, I'm a big uh, opponent of the death penalty. I think it's a moral disaster for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But if a person believes that the death penalty should stay in place, I can see a defensible argument about why you would vote against that resolution. Mm-hmm. So what is the most common so, thing you're seeing from liberals? Well, I, I just see that they sort of, what, what people uh, have been doing a lot is they sort of been like latching on to one aspect of something that we don't like. Yeah. And trumpeting up that aspect. But when we do that, I think it really empowers people like Ben Shapiro who go onto their podcasts and their YouTube channels to just tear apart why liberals are overstating the case and we're missing the mark. And for the people that find pe- uh, people like Ben Shapiro credible, it really sort of undermines us and, and causes us to sort of lose our, I guess, our honesty high ground. Yeah. Well, we know how much you love when uh, Ben Shapiro is given ammunition. Um, yeah. that's your favorite, that's your favorite guy right there. Yeah. I, oh, man. I, I don't know. Um, I, I have something else though. What would you recommend? Are, are these people that you're talking to? They just haven't, um, done their homework. They haven't actually read the resolution. Is that what you think the solution is here? They're just, um, un- not informed. Well, it's, it's hard to chalk it up to that because it's not just, you know, individuals. It's like the news media outlets, right? You know, CNN and the guardian and, uh, the Washington Post and a lot of these other outlets are not giving the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think it's, it really undermines our efforts to, to try to sort of bring common sense. Cause there's, there are, I think our, our moral argument is the correct one, but I think that that makes it very, a lot harder. If you believe in like the liberal idea that we're going to win and that we can possibly win in the marketplace of ideas, I think it makes it a lot harder for us to do that when most of our representatives and the media, you know, for better or worse, uh, is functioning something as a representative of the, you know, the left wing thought somewhat in America. And um, when they do that, I think it really sort of undermines our, our attempts to, to win that argument. I, I wish I knew more about that particular topic because then I'd be able to, like I, the actual text of the, of the resolution and being somebody who's against the death penalty, not just for gays, but for everybody, um, yeah. I agree. But again, I'd have to, I'd have to dig into it a little bit more and, and see exactly what the language was. But all yeah. right. Well, I'm sure you, you. I'm sure you guys have you have seen examples of this kind of phenomenon. That's just one of them. Sure, sure, yeah. But, well, I mean, leave it anyway. to the media. If it makes a good headline, they're gonna they're gonna run all, all away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the the primary consideration these days. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to talk to you guys. All right, man. Hi, Drew. And another call, right? One one right after the other. You're on with Brittany and Jesse. What's your name and where are you from? From Tennessee. Tennessee. Our second Tennessee call, and I recognize this voice. I do. I, I mean, it, I do as well. This is Chris from Tennessee. That's right. So you're admitting that you're admitting that uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, is better than the rest, right? 
Um, <laughs> I wish I had a cricket sound here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. You know what song? What, what sound I do have for Chris from Tennessee? Uh oh. <laughs> That's your ringtone. <laughs> That's your ringtone, sir. So how are you doing, Chris? It's good to talk to you. I'm doing great. It's been a long day. What uh, What's on your mind, brother? Uh, let's see here. Um, probably the biggest thing on my mind is it's very hard living in Tennessee with everybody's opinion basically being pro-Trump and pro-gun. Yeah. And the problem I find is when I talk to people and they say something and I slyly, you know, tell them they're wrong, they just stop. It's like they glaze over and they just, you know, try to disappear. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I say they say something like, you know, yeah, Trump wants to kill babies. I'm like, or I'm sorry, Trump says that Hitler wants to kill babies. I'm like, no, that's not what she said. And then they just kind of glaze over. <laughs> And so I can't even get into debates with people because they're Facebook war- warriors. And then all of a sudden, when you give them a little bit of information, they just kind of glaze. You know, they're like, "Oh, I didn't know that," and they just move on. Yeah, like it's, they're not fully well, taking it in. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, like it's, a, it, it's interesting, Chris, because the sentiments that you're communicating right now are are very similar to Christine, who called earlier uh, from Tennessee. So ah, yeah. it uh, this is only anecdotal evidence, but eh, we're seeing a trend. <laughs> a trend, yeah. a trend of two people. You don't have family members yeah. that have pictures of George W. Bush and Donald Trump in their house, do you? You know, I don't think my I don't think anybody in my immediate family could mention the last few presidents. Well, that's maybe that's better than worshiping at the throne of Donald Trump. That probably that probably is. Uh, my uh, my family has always been very weird when it comes to politics and religion. So, yeah. yeah. Weird meaning they don't so like to re- talk about it? Yeah, they don't talk about it. You know, like, other than my mother every now and then before, you know, saying something, you know, she didn't like about Obama or something that I then told her basically she was wrong about, you know, to she's. <laughs> Never went either way. Like she never said definitive statements. You know, saying, "Oh, you know, this person is da da da." You know, it's hmm. not talked about, which is strange. So, yeah, that's why I started listening to your all show. That's listen. All the better. I'm glad you were neglected relative to politics as a child because it's opened up your mind to take in new forms of information and mediums. It's good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So how yeah. did your listen? I know that you did some kind of a charity event. Um, I did. I did. You raised money for a, these, a woman's shelter there in your hometown. How did that? Uh, how did that go? Hunks and heels. Did you? You have to walk around in, in high heels. Yeah, um, it was interesting. Basically, I wore my karate uniform and I wore my high heels. <laughs> and of course, as you guys saw, I um, advertised it a lot on Facebook, and uh, that was very appreciative because I was the only one. Like I paid for sponsored ads to get people money. Yeah. I raised somewhere over a thousand dollars, but they hadn't got the full totals back yet. So nice. I just know the last they showed is like a thousand something. Nice. Well, but, that's uh, a, it's it interesting. Um, that's a good cause. I went out there. Huh? That's a good cause. Oh yeah. It, well, it's, basically they're good. 
because I didn't know this. Apparently, what I heard them say, don't quote me on it, a lot of this woman's children, what they do is a woman calls in whatever the situation is, you know, it doesn't matter. They will provide a home for them that for the night. They get the medical care. They get them dentists if they need it. They get them a psychiatrist or whatever if they need any of those. Uh, get them clothes if they need this, da da da. And they'll also get them training for a job and help them get a job. Oh, great. So, well, that, they why, don't, why don't so you, that they don't have to say, you know, they have to go back at all. It's, they can start fresh. Why don't you name the uh, the shelter so if anybody out there would like to look them up and, and shuffle some money their way? From what I understand, it's called uh, Facebook says Crisis Center for Women, and it's called IVAS, I-V-A-S. Okay. And I believe, I believe the particular one that I did was started by this woman a long time ago, her and her husband... Like she had a dream or something, she should do a nonprofit. Is what I heard, and then they started it, and then she passed away, and her husband has kept it going. And from what I heard him say, because he's also in Hills, when he started it, and he was going to city council meetings or whatever, they were basically saying, you know, this isn't needed. Women don't need a, a shelter. Yeah. And he had to fight for years to get them to accept that. Yeah, we need this. And uh, they even open up, even if men need it, it's even available to men. If it says, you know, Christ Center for Women, but like if a guy needs it, they cover guys too, apparently. Well, it's but, it, uh, it, it, it all goes to show that in some ways we've made tremendous progress, and in others, eh, not so much. Anyway, thanks for calling. It's always good to talk to you, Chris. Yeah, thank we, you, Chris. We, we appreciate you. And we hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Yes, I get to see Trey Crowder tomorrow. Have you guys heard of him? Yeah. The little redneck? Yeah, yeah. He's come back. He's coming back to Knoxville, and I'm going to this show tomorrow, so it's going to be a good time. Well, if you happen to bump into him, tell him that his manager has cut us off at the pass, and we haven't been able to get him on the show. Yes. <laughs> I, will, I will try. He's from Knoxville, so who knows? I might know him. I don't know. All right, brother. Yeah, we might want to school together, so I'll try. All right, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. That would be a nice little connect. Yeah. Chris, get on it. We expect <laughs> Trey Crowder to be calling us. Yeah, he could call in, not us have to track him down. Yeah. Well, what happened is we were contacting him right in the middle of him getting his TV show deal. Well, it he was... blew up. Yeah, it was right when he got famous, basically. So, because there was a period where he was gradually growing, gradually growing, and then things really took off for him. And uh, he messaged us back and just said, yeah, you know, I'm kind of busy right now. And uh, maybe, maybe later, maybe down the line. Yeah, so that would be uh, that would be a get. One, I'd like to talk to him just because we've kind of traveled the same trajectory relative to coming out of religion, coming out of, um, cons- I don't know how conservative he was, but he grew up in the same kind of environment socially and, right. you know, so that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, uh, that would be a, a bonus, bonus episode. Mm. <laughs> I see what you did there. Right. All right, let's take this call. You're on with Brittany and Jesse. Where are you from, and who is this? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, guys. My name's Phil. I'm from Cincinnati. Hi, Phil. Um, hi. I uh, listened to you guys for a long time. Uh, first heard about you from uh, the, the YouTube channel. Awesome. And I started listening to the actual podcast. Nice. Um, What's on your mind, just, brother? Uh, the story of Trump. Not knowing that Melania was standing right next to him. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tweeted that to you guys. I just saw that yesterday. And it's the funniest damn thing I've seen. 
in a long time. You know, it does make you wonder, and I don't want to. I don't want to further those rumors, but it does make you wonder if he's if he's losing it a little bit. It's your goddamn wife. She's standing right next to you. How do you not know she's there and was on the plane with you? So without without Jesse coloring your thoughts, uh, Phil, what what was your impression of the video? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You know where your wife is. <laughs> if, if she's been with you all day. If you love her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're at least like, okay, where is she? Where's she long? Yeah, oh, there she is. No, right. None of that. What the hell was he doing? Well, e- even if you don't love her, you knew who came with you on the fucking plane. It's not like they took separate cars to the grocery store. They were on the plane together. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- the I think store? they have a business relationship. So I I don't think that he think- is th- thinking about her in any intimate way. Well, he probably well, wish- on, a wishful on. intimate way. Why do you think that it's a business relationship? He's been inside her. She has spawned his demon seed. She could be just strictly mail order, you know? Yeah, they have a um, kid together, though. You don't think that, that she... So you think that they have sex? Uh, they're married. I, have I do no, not. I, ha- I, I have, do not. There is no way that they have sex. Based on what? I, you have no information otherwise that they don't. Um. <laughs> and either does Phil. You guys don't know that. Okay, they look like a loving couple that like they <laughs> are they like touching and like oh come here and let's hug. He shook her hand when he when she introduced him yeah, at an event. You're right. He shook her hand. He didn't hug her. He didn't kiss her. You know there were moments where What's Michelle she supposed Obama to do? grab her tits. No, no. Again, I bet that he wishes he could do that. I bet that that is wishful <laughs> thinking on his part. I, I, listen, but she slaps his hand away. Yeah, She's like, I'm "Don't sorry. touch that me." Was off limits. I'm a, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'll go to my room. Th- that's th- well. That is the other thing. She, we do have footage of her slapping his hand away and. Yeah, maybe you're right. And then she's like, you're the president, Donald Trump. And he walks up and shakes her hand. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes. Um, here I am at the podium. The check is in the mail. Yes. Hello? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really think she's counting down the days to when she can divorce him and not make it look bad. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I have to go, I have to go guys. Thanks a lot. Awesome, Phil. It. Thanks for calling in, brother. So it's always nice when we discover a bit of uh, an area of disagreement between us. Well, I just and think it's a bold claim. So you claim. think that there's this happy, Did I loving, say that? Oh, really? You're going to do that to me? Romantic. No, you're going to do like, that? He's putting the rose petals on the bed before she comes oh, in the yeah. room. Oh, yeah. So it's romance. He's, he's massaging her feet <laughs> at night. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yes, Donald. So now you're going to filibuster? You're going to filibuster? <laughs> I was it's trying either, to, it's yeah. Either, it's either business relationship yeah. or rose fucking petals. <laughs> Rose it. fucking it's petals. Two yeah. <laughs> it's two things. Either yeah. strict handshake business relationships. Or fingering the toes, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> That's exactly what we're talking wow. about. Wow. Yeah. What a that is ridiculous. That is you're being crazy <laughs> right now. No, okay, I'm not I'm not saying that, but but you think they have sex. I, do, I haven't really thought about them. I don't think about Donald Trump and his sex life, Brittany. Okay, so I know yeah. you're obsessed with it. Yeah, I know. And you're thinking about the Donald Trump peen all the time. Yeah. I don't. Okay, great deflection. Now answer the question. Because as soon as I ask the question, have you know. thought about them know. having sex? The thought should have been in your head, and then you have a response. No, That's well, how that works. I, I very well think that they may have sex. Mm-hmm. It might be more of a once a year kind of a birthday kind of a deal. 
<laughs> or when he cuts her a $100,000 check, mm-hmm. I guess that would make her a prostitute. Yeah, so I wouldn't call her a prostitute. I think that that is... Well, I'm being a dick. I'm not, I don't think she's a prostitute. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, I asserted that if they have sex, it's maybe once a year or so, I would, I would venture a guess. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, maybe it's... He's like, look, I'll up your allowance. Mm-hmm. Touch my balls. Yeah, I, I mean... Is that a good Donald Trump? I, I just think that, <laughs> that we don't know what kind of agreements have been reached um, we don't know behind if, the scene. We don't know if there's agreements that have been reached. Okay, but what I'm saying is there's something very different about this relationship as far as what we see in the public eye compared to the way that all other presidents have behaved with their spouses. Uh, Michelle, I would agree with that. Michelle Obama and Barack Obama were very loving in public. Uh, Jill and Joe Biden, yeah. very loving in public. Hell, Even the Bushes were very loving Al in Gore public. Al Gore tongue-kissed his wife Tipper on stage at a political yeah, event. Yeah, so I just, there's something different about the connection that we see between them. Or lack thereof. It's kind of robotic and forced. I, I, look, I agree with all of that. I'm just saying that to assert that it's strictly a business relationship because they're not physically engaged all the time is it's it's speculation. That's all. That's all. I don't think they have a loving marriage. I mean, that's not what I'm witnessing. Yeah, well, I'm well what 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 Phil was saying was that how do you forget your wife is there? And it's like that makes sense if you have this close intimate connection with your wife because she's an extension of you. Yeah. But Donald Trump, number one, cares most about himself. He's singularly focused on himself and what's going on with him. So you 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 think it's more likely selfishness, not senility. I well, I'm not going to make clinical judgments. We already know oh, that. Okay. And so I'm just saying So in my in my I'm just saying where you assert this this diagnosis, I believe there are other explanations that could explain it. Hmm. And so I'm offering those other so rather, explanations. Rather than not speculate clinically, you're you're willing to speculate in other arenas. Um yeah, to give other possible explanations. Yeah, okay, I, no, I get that. I but get but that. you want to speculate clinically with no education or training in that area whatsoever. Well, uh, yeah, I guess you you got me there. That is <laughs> that is a flesh searing burn, and I have to accept that. You're right. What it is, it's you're arguing a point I don't agree with, and I'm. Doing the exact same thing that I'm accusing you of doing. I'm being a dick. <laughs> well, that What's was new. That was a very honest and <laughs> and therapeutic response. Oh, was it therapeutic for me? <laughs> it was therapeutic for me to hear it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, it's not that I want him to be senile, but a lot of people do, and so I think also I'm. I'm speaking to the people that do through you because you're a maniac. Well, you're throwing off a tinge of that. And um, it just it's frustrating because there could be so many things that explain it. Of course, that could also explain it. But there's so many other things. It's it's rank speculation on my part. And I don't know. I I mean, he's clueless in all other areas. It's just, you know, he's always running his mouth. So it. Yeah, you know. Well, again, like you know, he distinctly reminds me of someone who's never been punched in his fucking face. 
He's never experienced consequence. Even when he was being a racist against blacks while renting to them and writing the C next to black applicants, the federal government didn't even hold him to account. It was a, just a slap on the wrist and he got to go move on with his career and his life after having formally discriminated against Americans. That's There has been no consequences for this asshole. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what that has to do with him not remembering Melania was there. No, no, but. no, no. I'm saying he he's always running his mouth. And yeah, then yeah, I, yeah. I moved into the he's never. Right. You get your ass kicked a few times. You start thinking about how you act. Well, sometimes. It, it's made me think about how I act every time I've gotten my ass beat. Yeah, well, Floyd Mayweather, no, he has not had his ass beat a lot. He's um, undefeated in the ring. Who has had their ass beat a lot that still doesn't get it? <laughs> Let me think about this. <laughs> we'll have to come back to that. Let's let's take this call. I'm going to do a Google search. <laughs> You're on with Brittany and Jesse. Who is this and where are you calling from? Yes, this is Mike Cernovich. I'm calling from uh, uh, from a Utah phone number right now because I, I don't want to be detected. <laughs> Mike Cernovich, a.k.a. Adam Simon. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Is this real? What's happening? He says, I'm Your heart dropped. Your heart dropped for a second, didn't it? It did. It did. <laughs> Well, I saw the Utah number, so I doubted that it was Mike Thurnovich. <laughs> but that's good. How are oh, you doing, that's brother? Amazing. I'm doing good, man. You guys, I just saw the uh, post that you guys were going live, so I thought I'd, I'd call and say hello and tell you both that I love you and appreciate what you're doing. We wow. love you, too. That is, that is uh, very, very gracious of you. What's on your mind today? The world, the end of the fucking world, <laughs> because it's over. Yeah. It's freaking, it's over. Can we just throw in a towel? I mean, it's it's kind of done. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just so, it, it's funny because when we talked last, it just seemed like, okay, this is, this is where it is. It's good. This is kind of where we're at. And then things spiraled out of control. And it's funny because, I remember our conversation after the podcast and I remember both of you guys talking about, you know, look, this white supremacy thing, this kind of white nationalist thing is really crazy and kind of out of control. And we, we kind of were of a, of the impression that, well, maybe this is kind of the tail end of it. Like maybe we've seen the last of it. And then these emails pop up. Yeah. Uh, from, from freaking Steve Bannon and Milo Yiannopoulos and, and these guys. And it's like, whoa. I mean, it's such a I'm, – I'm just surprised that more people have not gravitated to the story. I think there's just so much to read through and so much information to unpack that people don't – because everybody kind of – we live in this one-liner kind of a world. So I, I don't think people are – really savvy to the to what it means and what is said in those in those emails it's crazy well we we're gonna post this after our next episode that we haven't done yet we're gonna talk about it on the show so people will be familiar but um okay cool. i think i think part of the reason that maybe it's not getting as much traction is like you said it's a long read 
Yeah. I mean, if you're a slow reader like me, it takes about 40 minutes to get through to really get into the information. Yeah, if it's not tweet size, people tend to not really dive in and figure but, things out. But they do a good goddamn job of painting, of, of putting the information together so you understand that not only are Milo Yiannopoulos and Steve Bannon and these other bad actors absolutely racist who have racial intent on separating and dividing the country and creating a white nation, but that you've got bad actors relative to this, this Sutherland guy who worked for broad or mm-hmm. works for broadly, which is the like feminist arm of vice vice news. Well, I think that's, what's most alarming is they are doing it quietly and yeah. they want to be quiet about it. Their, their intent is, well, no, let's go ahead and do this, but wait a minute, let's not cross the line because we don't want people to to know. Let's not be explicit about it. Let's dance around it. Yeah. And then you've got other people in the you've got other people in the media who are uh, feeding stories to Milo Yiannopoulos, telling him how much they look up to him. That's that's troubling. That means that there are a sleeper cell type of situation within our media that are sympathetic to these kind of assholes. You know, and it's interesting. I remember I went through, I mean, this is years ago, right? So the information is kind of outdated and old. This is about 18 years ago uh, through the NYPD. I went through this um, terrorism course when I was, when I was working as a close protection specialist. And I remember they were talking about uh, white supremacy groups and about, how kind of prolific and 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 kind of the extent of their operation and how they were operating and things like that. And I just thought, that's so stupid. Like, that's kind of hokey. Because when I think of it, I think of either some trailer park bunk, bumpkins out in the middle of buttfuck yeah. Egypt that are waving around Confederate flags and in Klan suits. You know, you laugh at them, kind of like in, in Django Unchained. You yeah. know, and then, or you think of, these kind of white supremacists that are all, you know, like uh, listening to kind of like Nazi metal music and stuff like that. And you just kind of like dismiss them. But there's this to understand like that there's this sophisticated operation going on. It's so troubling. Like, it's so troubling Well, to see that. And, and this guy who had the president's ear, who's standing right next to him, who's in his circle, who's, you know, helping him out. He's the guy that's saying, we're going to go to war. We're going to do this. Oh, I laughed when you did this, Milo. Yeah, go to it. And it's not so simple as just this Milo guy having free speech. And like, I remember again, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and Joe's like, yeah, it's really troubling that people won't let you speak. Well, it's a totally different fucking thing when this guy's got a machine behind him. Yeah. Like a, a, a Nazi freaking machine behind him. Not That's just, a not, totally different thing. Not just an, a Nazi machine, but a white nationalist bankroll through the billionaire family, the Mercers. Yeah. That's just so... 
scary. Well, and you have a soon-to-be 64-year-old Steve Bannon, who was the former White House chief chief strategist, right? That was his job. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's hashtagging war in emails. In an email, hashtag war. Like, hashtag war, LOL. I, the way he was writing in emails is very... I mean, I, the racist stuff is very problematic. Well, we expected I mean, the racism. I, I, we expected the racism. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked by the infantile, yeah. junior high nature of his communication style. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's just, it's it's so crazy. I mean, we've had so many things happen that I, I'm just like, uh, it's it's just like a daily onslaught of things. And I, I feel like people just in general, at least just kind of the general feel that I get for, for the majority of, of people that I come in contact is there's either A, kind of a fatigue with all of these like news stories, which is terrible to say, it's terrible to even say that word. Yeah. But then uh, on the other end of it, there's also people that are so uh, like, we're just an ADD nation. So it's like, Oh, what did he tweet today? What did he do today? And it's like, nah, you got to stay focused. Like there's investigations currently underway. There's things that are currently happening. We, we have to stay focused on this stuff. But, the one thing that Donald Trump is really good at is just diverting attention. Well, I, saying, listen, nope, look over here. I agree with you about that, except for the fact that I think we can focus on many, many different things at one time. We can be aware yeah, and have a I conversation agree. about the tweets while still being vigilant and hyper focused on the things that really matter long term, like Russia and foreign policy yeah. objectives that might get us all killed in a nuclear annihilation, you know? Yeah, well, I heard I heard this terrifying, <laughs> this really terrifying news report on NPR today. Uh, I usually stay. I mean, I like NPR, but it it does. It gets like you know, like on Parks and Rec when they're like, "We're now going to have a segment that we call Jazz on Jazz, where we play <laughs> jazz tracks over jazz tracks." Um, but there is this uh, terrifying, like in-depth report about you know the football. And if there's any checks and balances to that, and currently there's zero, there's none. Nobody can say no. When the, when the president makes that call and says, I want to uh, launch a nuclear strike, the secretary of defense, they can, they can say at that point, Mr. President, I think that is a, is right. I would advise against that. That's not a good idea. It would take, an, says, it would take active insubordination yeah. to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's uh, yeah, it's frightening. Terrifying. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. So Adam Simon calling into the show. Awesome. Yeah, man. My whole the whole thing that I wanted to do was just be Cernovich the entire time, but you guys <laughs> broke me within seconds. I mean, it was it was, it was Brittany's voice. Like, he was just like, okay, <laughs> like, just broke me. Anyway, love you guys. Hey, we we appreciate you calling, and we love you too. We'd love we, you, what you should do is come back in the studio and do another show with yes. us. Yes, you, you the episode when you were on, people Dude. love they love the shit out of it. Oh, cool! That'd be great, man. I got so much more stuff to talk about, man. <laughs> I've got uh, two films I'm working on. I'm surprisingly working on another project with Shia right now. There's a lot of stuff that's uh, coming down the pipe, so I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to come on. All right. And well, uh, we, we'll, yeah, there's been there's been further fallout with that Jesse James, uh, Mike Cernovich stuff. So I'd love to talk about. Oh that yeah, too. we will. Uh, let's make it happen very soon. Okay. Cool. All right, brother. We appreciate you.
Bye. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Another call right away, right after back to back. You're on with Brittany and Jesse. Who is this and where are you calling from? Oh, this is not at all terrifying. Hey, it's Amy from Tennessee. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Not, uh, are, yes. did, you, did you say that sarcastically, that it's not at all terrifying? Are you saying I'm not intimidating, Amy? <laughs> you seem very enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind today, Amy, from Tennessee? What is this, the, the fucking Tennessee show? Apparently, yeah. We, we've had, uh, we've had actually, Chattanooga, we've had apparently. Knoxville, and now where are you from in Tennessee? I'm in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, but... But actually, Chris told me to call because he's like, Tennessee has to represent. Tennessee is definitely representing. We have two calls from California, three from Tennessee, Mm -hmm. and and I don't remember the other one. Yeah, I don't remember. And there was more than that. Anyway, what's on your mind? I don't know. I just binge listened to like six episodes, so I'm like just caught up now on politics. Has anything happened today? That's important to ask. Um, yes, in fact, I'm glad you asked. It's almost like a setup. Let me go into my Twitter. I had it set up because Adam Simon, the Hollywood guy, just called, and I, we were talking, and I didn't, uh, the, I didn't read these tweets. But the Hollywood guy. Well, he's the movie guy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's an app description. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you know, the, the big shot Hollywood guy. Everybody, good times. Yeah. Anyway, Donald Trump <laughs> tweeted earlier today at 12:40. Um, Pacific time, he tweeted, presidents and their administrations have been talking to North Korea for 25 years, agreements made and massive amounts of money paid. Oh, a little rhyme. Hang on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hasn't worked. Agreements violated before the ink was dry, making fools of U.S. negotiators. And here's the terrifying sentence, finally. Sorry, but only one thing will work. Now, okay. that one thing he's uh, talking about, he's, alert, he's, he's alluding to, is war. It's an overt, it's an overt endorsement of all-out war with a nuclear power, and uh, <laughs> he's doing it over fucking Twitter. So, do you remember when, in November, we were having, like, that live chat and everything, and we're all trying to convince ourselves that's not going to be as bad as we think it's going to be? How do you feel about that? I, uh, well, to be fair, uh, he has not said what that one thing is yet. (laughs) We we know what that one thing is. (laughs) He has come out and said, we're not saying what the one thing is. We're not going to know what the one thing is. Because when you ask him, Hey, well, what do you mean by that? What is the one thing? What's he say, Brittany? You'll see. Yeah. You'll (laughs) see. Well, that was a different, he was saying the, the calm before the storm. Right. But he's used that line before. This is the calm before the storm. And everyone was like, wait, what, what does that mean? And he said, you'll see. How has it been calm? How has it at all been calm? For sure. Well, he does it even with (laughs) like he, oh, the the tax plan. You're going to love it. Believe me. It's going to be great. Listen, when I say this, (sighs) it's going to be wonderful. And then when you say, well, what's going to be wonderful about it? You'll see. You'll see. It's going to be great. You can't. You'll mm-hmm. see a possible nuclear conflict. This isn't a fucking reality show, you goddamn goon. So, yeah, I, I, for months and months, we have been um, alarmed at the possibilities of his presidency. And now you know, this is the ultimate thing. The worst thing that could happen is now kind of on the table, which is nuclear right. conflict with the nation. It is now on the table, 
and someone's going to have to step in. It, we're actually moving from one call to the next in the same topic. Yeah. We need to... Something needs to be done. Well, I mean, is the, is the sad part is the thing... We're, we're thinking Kim Jong-un um, is going to be the calmer person in this situation. Are we supposed to rely on that? I, no, because that is an unreliable proposition. He is not the calmer. Yeah, he, but... he, he is the one that we... He, he may be certifiably insane, more certifiably insane than what we have. That's a pro- we, That's a guy who doesn't care and doesn't have any constitutional checks um, right. relative to force. He's the supreme leader of North Korea. He can do what the fuck he wants. No one's going to disobey him. At least we have a system where there are checks and balances in place relative to curtailing the misbehavior of our president. Right. Ugh. Oh, dear Lord. This makes me just anxious. I wish I hadn't asked what happened today. Fucking Tennessee. Twitter. Tennessee. Making everybody <laughs> angsty. It's the perfect time for a drink, Amy. Uh, oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm stuck at home. My husband's on call, so I'm stuck at home with making sure the, the house doesn't burn down. So You can do that while I'm you're doing today. You can do that while huh? you're drunk. You can do that while you're drunk. Just have a drink. If the house burns down, you at least. Oh, I see. I'll send you my Postmates yeah, code. Yeah, I drank half my. <laughs> okay, I had some mead earlier, but that wore off already. Mead? Are you calling from a fucking yes. time machine? What do you mean mead? <laughs> Somebody made mead, and we got like a a couple of bottles. Wow, half the bottle. So I'm just saving the second half for when to go to. Dakota gets home, and then he can have his meet whenever I tell him about the Twitter. All right. He doesn't have Twitter. Well, <laughs> it was very nice talking to you, my lady. Uh, enjoy your mead and the rest of your weekend, Amy. All right. Bye, Amy. Look forward to the show. Uh, Brittany's still the best part. Oh, wait, wait. You ready? Wait. Are you ready for it? <laughs> Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Bye. You, you got it live. Bye-bye. So overall, I would say a successful call-in show. Yes. With the exception of the little tiff that we got into. No tiff. That was no tiff. Uh, well, we had a, we had a little bit of a tiff. It was a little bit. How was it a tiff? Why are you saying tiffed? Isn't it tiffed? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, maybe you'll have to look that up while I cover for you and talk about it. Because there's often times somebody called me out on a word one time when I said spurned rather than spurred. Like I said, oh, he he was spurred to do that, I meant to say. But I said spurned, and apparently that was wrong. So what's the verdict on tiffed? Is it tiffed when you have a disagreement, or is it tiff? <laughs> you haven't found out I'm yet? I'm still comparing tiff. and, and t- So <laughs> tiff is a petty quarrel. Especially one between friends or lovers. So I'm wrong. And, it is a tiff. And tift is to put in order, make ready or array properly. Wow. Or a particular state, condition, or mood. All right. Well, I That's guess... That's Scottish. I'm wrong. This entire show is a fucking disaster because I was wrong. Uh, tift is also a puff or gust of wind. <laughs> it's primarily Scottish. Um, <laughs> so you had me questioning myself. 
Which I don't appreciate. As well, you should be questioning yourself. Yeah. Anyway, we we did have a so good a time. So a minor tift. We're going to have to do this again. <laughs> it is enjoyable. I don't know why we took so much time in between calling episodes. Yeah, I think part of it is uh, last time we probably had to wait around a bit because we didn't get very many calls. And I think it depends on the day that we do it. So again, this was a Saturday night. Yeah. It was pretty good, even though it was a Saturday night, but... You know, our fans are, are people out there living it up, doing yeah. their thing. They actually have lives. Yeah, so... Maybe we'll do it during the week next time. Yeah, maybe try a, a during the week episode um, and see how that goes. Let's do one after the Michael Shermer event. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of that, if you haven't gone to dollamore.com slash event or dollamore.com slash Shermer... You can find out about that event if you're in local area in California or going to be in the local area in California. It's at Cal State University Fullerton. It is absolutely free. It is absolutely open to the general public. We would love to have you attend. It's going to be a great discussion about uh, stimulating topics. And uh, we'd love to meet you. There's going to be a meet and greet afterward. It will be a good time. So we would love to see you there. Listen, we love you guys. We appreciate you. If you want to support the show, episodes like this, our normal content, our regular type of bonus episodes where we inter interview politicians and professors and whatever, please do. You go to dollamore.com slash Patreon. That will redirect you to our Patreon page. You can go to dollamore.com slash PayPal for a one-time donation. Actually, you can even do reoccurring there. Or you can go to dollamore.com slash Amazon. That will redirect you to our Amazon link where you can buy all kinds of shit on Amazon. You don't spend any more money. And if you're going to spend your money on Amazon anyway, why not help your favorite show filled with news? News. <laughs> I caught you when you were taking a drink. News. <laughs> And ridiculous comments. This episode is a disaster. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time. <laughs> For Brittany Page, <laughs> I am your news oh. host, Jesse Dollimore. And this has been I Doubt It. Do it's, either, it's either business relationship yeah. or rose fucking petals. <laughs> rose it. fucking it's petals. Two yep. <laughs> it's two things. It's two things.